Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Stephen McCoy, and you are listening and watching Sessions with Stephen. And today we have the Pooch Hall. What's going on? <laughs> Big Steve, <laughs> so what's going on, brother? Huh? <laughs> you have to say the Pooch Hall. The Pooch Hall, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Steve. Of it's, it's so weird. It's so weird you say that because people... Well, you know, before we were wearing masks, they would come up to me and be like, are you Pooch Hall? I'm like, yeah, Pooch, you know, but like, no, nah, but you're Pooch Hall. Like, it's so weird. It's this weird thing where it's like, uh, I'm trying to think who else's name that they will say the full name, like Will Smith. Like, they'll say, that's Will Smith. Like, Will right. Smith. Like, right. it's just. <laughs> right. Well, you're most certainly making your way and you're, you definitely created almost like a little lane for yourself, I feel like. I mean, yeah. I've, Thank um, you, man. You, you've been doing a great, amazing job. You have an Apple Plus show that's just come out. <laughs> I mean, you have a, a game show. I mean, we can go all over the place. So let's start off with how are you doing? Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking me that, um, Steve. I, I think sometimes people tend to forget, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and um, it was a crazy 2020. Um, and despite uh, and a lot's happened, uh, I feel good, man. Um, and I've come to a place, Steve, where I've learned to try to focus on the positive and the silver lining because yeah. Because first, first and foremost, there's a lot of things out of your control and worrying about stuff that you can't control. It only it only messes with your energy and it makes people makes people depressed. So um, I've been very fortunate to really be in tune with myself to stay positive, try to do positive things, yeah. embrace all my feelings, uh, good, bad and indifferent and try to address them or share them to work through it. And um, a lot of people sometimes don't realize it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate to, I got some good tools that I have and I, I've been in a, I've been in a real good place, man. Um, with my family, um, staying productive, staying busy yeah. professionally and, and getting myself right, man. Just like staying, um, healthy yeah. and, um, you know, trying not to let the outside world influence me too much, uh, especially if it's not positive, and just thankful to God that I'm alive and well and uh, being able to continue to be a voice, share my time with you and uh, the people listening. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned staying healthy. How were you able during the quarantine to stay not only physically fit, but mentally fit you know how how did you get through that um it it for the most part it was it was cool um you know i, mean, I live in cali authenticated show on yeah <laughs> I don't feel like it, you know maybe, yeah that that made it a little easy i'm sure yeah thank you man um i've been uh, you know, I live, fortunately, I live in California where the weather is, you know, nine times out of 10, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, you know, God's provided me with a lifestyle that, you know, when they shut stuff down, I'll, I'm able to work out here at my house. I have a little, I have a gym in my back house. And then we have the fruits of California as far as weather and outdoors, hiking. Uh, they have a lot of outdoor gyms and parks and stuff that, you know, um, I was able to kind of like work out with my son and, you know, we would go for hikes and everything like that. Um, and you know, what it did was allowed me to look within myself and say, okay, what can we do differently? What, what can we do to weather this storm per se? And, um, um, what, what can we do to weather this storm? And we start to say, Hey, you know what? It's almost like a new year's resolution. I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to cut back on sugars because what that stuff does is um, it messes with the, the mental Steve. And, and then if you're not in a good place mentally, it usually will uh, affect other areas to where it's like, you'll start to depress eat. Maybe you'll drink more. Maybe you'll, you know, you won't, you won't eat. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm very fortunate that I'm, I was able to do a lot of those things towards the positive side, working out, eating right, and um, getting myself back to a place where um, when this is over, I'm going to be ready to, I'm ready to rock. Yeah, ready to rock. And mm -hmm. um, you most certainly have been rocking. You have the <laughs> Apple Plus uh, show called Charity that's on. Can you speak to us a little bit about that? Oh, man. Uh, yes. Um, Cherry, excuse me. No problem. And Cherry. Hydrated, guys. It's very Yeah, you know, you got you to keep that whistle wet, baby. Absolutely. You got to keep that whistle wet. Um, Cherry is actually a movie that um, was directed by the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony Russo. Um, and for the people who don't know, I mean, hopefully people do. Those are our Marvel directors who direct the Avengers and um, they're some of Hollywood's go-to guys and like the, the you know, the, 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 they, 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 they was hot right now. And so uh, Cherry stars um, uh, Tom Holland, our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And um, the movie's based off of a, a book written by Nico Walker, which is a true story. Yeah. about a soldier who goes over to Iraq and uh, he was, you know, born and raised in Cleveland and he wasn't sure where his life was going to was going to go, what his purpose was. So, you know, uh, he joined the military and I was that gateway uh, to him going into the military. I played Sergeant whomever. Yeah. And, you know, I got him to believe in himself to where you're making the right decision. And so he, he went in the army and once he went over there, he was introduced to a whole new world that, you know, he didn't know existed. And one of the things that Nico Walker had mentioned, the guy who wrote the book was he wanted to highlight some of the darkness and some of the horrors that certain soldiers faced while over there that sometimes they don't talk about or don't realize that when a soldier comes back and they're going through stuff yeah. that they went through some serious 
craziness over there as far as war, as far as, um, you know, the, the things that come with war. And, um, and I can't speak from experience, although, you know, my father and my brother were in the military, yeah. uh, one of my best, one of my, but one of my best friends, um, his brother also suffered from PTSD. He's no longer with us, mm. but some of the stories in which he would tell me, uh, of, of the horrors that his brother experienced over there. So, um, the the movie you know is about a kid who is has his calling in a sense to where i am going to make a choice that based off of what it is that i'm doing i'm going to make a choice that might not be the right one it's just because mentally i'm not i'm not stable and he goes through this whole period of darkness where he starts committing crimes and just you know, just doing some dark, ugly things where, you know, I think Tom Holland's performance warrants him definitely an Emmy, uh, not an Emmy, uh, uh, an Oscar, an Oscar nom because yeah. he kills it. We, we, we always see, we see Tom as, you know, the kid next door, uh, you know, the, the doe-eyed like kid who couldn't do no wrong. And then you see this, this cat pull off a performance that's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, at a young age. So I, and on top of it, man, he, he was a great dude. Uh, he made me better as an actor and, you know, we, we just went at it. And then we had, you know, Joe and Anthony Russo kind of quarterback in the whole, the, you know, our scenes and the whole thing. So um, I'm really excited to be a part of that film, man. Um, I know being addicted to opioids is a, is a, is a serious thing and the fact that they're highlighting it and making people aware of it in this film and how serious it is and the dangers of it and how dark it can get for those people who suffer from addiction. Um, I think it's very important that we take notice of that. And, you know, with addiction comes, you know, mental health that yeah. sometimes people tend to overlook. And then we have people who will take their own lives and um, it's, it's really scary for some of them people and it's sad when those things happen and they, and family members and friends lose loved ones. Yeah. So uh, I'm really happy to be a part of Cherry. Uh, like I said, based off a true story and, you know, we see an amazing performance by Tom Holland that I think definitely should warrant him an Oscar nominee or nomination or, uh, you know, a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you see him outside of his element in this project and he went all the way in, literally. One thing I think a, a lot of people love about you is that the roles that you choose, it really fit, like, and you bring a lot of life into your roles. Are, I, I normally, when I do speak to actors um, who follow that similar, um, I guess, that those selection of, of, of great work. Um, do you, are you very selective with the roles that you choose or, you know? Well, and the, <laughs> it's a great question, by the way. Um, I think first and foremost, I, I'm so blessed and I got lucky to be able to get uh, the projects that I've gotten. I'm still working towards 
um, being in that position where I can pick and choose, you know, right now, um, I'm getting, I'm getting roles, or I'm getting roles or I'm getting auditions or uh, I'm talking with producers and directors that roles that fit me. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course it's easier to play something close to you, but I think each actor brings an element or an essence of ourselves to that character. It's one of the reasons why you'll have a, a person like myself, let's say a person like, you know, Will Smith or Denzel or, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Um, there is a element of likability and, you know, a, uh, a, a, an element that we possess that we bring to our characters. Yeah. So um, that likability is a, is a blessing. It can also be a curse because then it's like, Take, let's just take myself or let's say Will Smith, for example. Mm-hmm. When did you see, when have you seen Will or myself even playing like a serial killer or wilding out, like, you know, just getting buck wild in a scene? I mean, well, I think Will went there on Suicide Squad. That was probably the most different we've seen of him. But at the same time, it's still Will and it's kind of like, are you really an assassin? You know what I mean? Are you really killing folks out there, Will? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, you always try, you know, as far as actors, we want to try, we want to try it all. Yeah. And I think not, not, I've only met Will a handful of times, but I can tell you right now, there's nothing I know he feels he can't do. I mean, he's already shown a lot he's done and I feel the same way because like acting is um you got to have a competitiveness about acting in a sense to where when you become a character or you uh embody a role yeah it's like I'm trying to win it's almost kind of like I'm trying to get that gold I'm trying to finish first and that you know work that we put in and the effort and everything that goes with that when you take your job seriously, you know, you, you, you do what it takes and you put that work in. And like, like I, like I said about Tom Holland, you know, playing such a character that was so different from what he's been playing. And at an early age, like I, my hat goes off to him. And I feel that not only did he, was he brave enough and had the courage to take on that role, uh, he pulled it off. And I feel as actors, we sometimes don't have a choice. And then sometimes we have some say as far as our character development to where we can offer suggestions mm-hmm. based off of how we see the character or what we want to do to perform, perform it and so forth. But at the end of the day, we don't want the fans to walk away saying, yo, Pooch ain't put it down. You know what I mean? I didn't believe him in that role. Like for me, then I feel I didn't do my job. You understand? So I want to make sure that whatever character that I'm embodying, when people walk away, they be like, man, I really thought Pooch was like an army sergeant. I really thought Pooch was a football player. I really thought Pooch was a boxer. And that way, I know I did my job. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how it is for me as an actor. Everyone else, I can't speak on their process, but I know that for a lot of actors, especially the ones that I know, Mm-hmm. Um, there's no role they would not 
there's no role that I don't feel people wouldn't want to try or be a part of, but you know, it's gotta, it's gotta fit too at the same time. Right. Now, how do you develop that muscle to portray? Is it just random research and let's say you you're with your family. Do you feel that you have to separate a little bit from your family just to transition to that person or um, you can transition at all? I think, um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great creative question uh, as well, Steve. I think first and foremost, you have to have a great script and, 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 you know, and a great character, which that comes within the writer and um, the, the writer creating this character and, um, building him based off of whatever the situation may be with this character. Um, I feel, thank God I haven't played a character so dark that I couldn't be around my kids or, you know, because <laughs> I'm trying to go to my son's basketball game. I ain't trying to go there acting like, you know, being kind of stuck in the character like the Joker or right. or something crazy, and like people be like, "Yo, what's wrong? What's wrong with Pooch?" Because right. um, I got to be at that basketball game, you know, um, or you know, just you know, taking my daughters to school or something right. like that. Um, so far, so far, Steve, I haven't you know been a part of a character to where I don't have to separate so much, um, you know, and me being me. You know, a lot of people look at me uh, and put me in a similar category as well as like, you know, he's, that's our boy. He's the cat next door. And um, he's, he's, you know, he's everyone's big brother and everybody's friend. And like, you know, that likability, um, sometimes people see first. And, um, you know, until I wouldn't be able to answer that question, you know, truthfully, until I was able to, come, you know, until I was able to say, hey, you know what, Steve, that question you asked, I played this dark character and then I, yeah. I found myself like, you yeah. know, isolating in a hotel room, Yeah. you know, for a month. Yeah. And <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? So Absolutely. like, I can't answer yeah. it truthfully until I, I cross that bridge with a character like that. But right now, I'm going to basketball games, yeah. cooking, cooking my family dinner, and taking them to parent-teacher conference. <laughs> you you know? know. Speaking of which, there, um, what do you guys plan to do for Easter? Um, coming up. Oh my goodness, it's it's so strange now. Um, trying to celebrate and the line between religion. Bro, and yes, we don't. <laughs> right, we yeah. don't. We don't plan the same. You know what I mean? Okay. Or yeah. it's almost like when you're making a plan, it's kind of like, all right, we're going to go do this, but Tommy's sick. Yeah. Or we, you know, we should probably go do this, but we don't have a car. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that. It's that whole like, but there's a pandemic. And yeah, right. so yeah. I think the, the object, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, speaking for myself, my yeah. family, is as long as we're together and we make it work in yeah. a sense to where everyone's happy yeah. and together, I think that's the key. Um, you know, being in California, 
Maybe we can take a trip to the beach. Like the beach is always cool. Um, And we're making do, you know, we're making do because some states I hear are open up and they're partying, doing clubs and restaurants and, you know, magic shows. You know, I can't always say that this, that that's what's going on here in California, you know, especially, you know, with, you know, um, the outdoors being open. Sometimes people keep it simple and say, you know what, we may not even try to look to go to a restaurant. We may just go to the beach, have a picnic or, you know, invite some more friends like, hey, you guys want to go to the beach, have a beach day or go to the park or whatever. So um, I think it's more about the family being together in joy and harmony and recognizing that it's Passover, so. I love that. And you Mm -hmm. know, just speaking of even with you being a likable person, and I I can agree with that. I feel like, you know, you you have a, a, you definitely have a, I don't want to say a promising audience, but you do have an audience that's automatically it feels they definitely you know we're gonna support you right thank you and is mm-hmm. that a gift and a curse not the support part but um the fact that people want to maybe see you in this one way or this one role type or although i feel like you fairly um all of your roles has been fairly different mm-hmm. um yeah um i feel um, like, like I said, Steve, I mean, it only becomes a curse if all of a sudden I want to play like a character like the Joker or yeah. Hannibal Lecter yeah. and they're like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll give an example, like when Charlize Theron played her character in Monster, everyone was like, no, 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 you're too pretty to play that character. And uh, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't really see it because, of, you know, your likability and you know, you're, you're a model. You like, no, like that's, you're not a serial killing prostitute. Yeah. And her competitiveness, her competitiveness and her, uh, her, her competitiveness, her belief in her talent. Yeah. And, you know, her being so determined, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you will do what it takes to say, you know what? I'm going to have to show them because like sometimes, sometimes Steve, it's like, you got to show them better than you can tell them. And, you know, and some people will be like, Oh, I don't believe you until I see it. And all of a sudden, you know, Charlene's coming in as this character when she got the prosthetics and became this, cause she's a beast of an actor. Like Charlene Theron ain't no joke. And when she transformed, it was like, Whoa, you know what I mean? Uh, Um, and, and Meryl Street is the same way. You, you see what I'm saying? It's kind of like you have to transform and cover up that aura of, I only see you as a nice guy. I only see you as a comedian. I only see you yeah. as a model. Yeah. You got to kind of, you got to, you got to dull that down a little bit mm-hmm. and, you know, come through with, with that darkness that they feel this character is about. But at the same time, What's beautiful about that, Steve, is playing a villain or a dark character, right? What's interesting about that is in their minds, in their minds, they're thinking what they're doing and about is just. So they may say, I got to stop this. But at the same time, 
they have a reason and a purpose to be dark or to do what they do. So as we're on the outside looking in, we're like, what the hell are you doing? We're like, that cat's crazy or she's, she's whatever. But to them, they're like, I'm normal. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and thank God for Netflix because I was able to watch a lot of just a lot of content, a lot of different content, streaming content. Like I watched the center, I watched Ozark. I watched, um, um, the, what's the game? Maybe. (laughs) What happened? Oh, I watched the game. No, no. I like the game never leaves me. The game is the show that just will not die. You see what I'm saying? It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like an immortal show. Yeah. I mean, they're rebooting it now from what I yeah. heard. I mean, it's a reboot. Yeah. From and, what you um, heard, you ain't, you know, I mean, coming back. That was going to be I, the question. Um, hey, subscribe now.